0: Good morning, Hope Church. It's really good to be with you again this morning. Let's start with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. Father, we thank you for all that you are doing. We bless you because you are good and what you do is good. And I pray this morning that you would strengthen us, that you would encourage us. We know that you bless us and that you shower us with your grace. And so, Lord, we bless you this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well last week was our first week back in the building. There were just over 30 of us there together uh, and it was a great time together. And this message that I'm sharing this morning is the message that I shared in the building. I didn't preach the same as we put online because I just felt I wanted uh, to preach something that was specific for that time. Uh, And so I just want to share with you some of this is coming out of what I feel God is saying to us in where we should be heading as a church. So um, there's loads to say. I can't put it all into one message this morning. I will unpack these things as the weeks go on. Um, But a couple of things to mention right at the very beginning. So if you haven't booked in, I want to encourage you to book in for one of the Sunday services. When we get to the 27th of June, which is our first no social distance service uh, service together that is as long as the government doesn't change anything um, we will not be putting stuff online from that point onwards we're going to take a bit of a break it's been a long haul putting three messages on a week getting them all done Uh, and so we want to take a bit of a break. It will also encourage us to meet together physically in the building. It was just so good to be together as a group of people in one place. Even though we had masks on, let me tell you, it was so good to fellowship together. So what are we looking to do when we gather together? Well, let me start today about talking really about something that is about the priesthood of all believers. The priesthood of all believers is something that was very strong in the Reformation period with Martin Luther, that basically said that God wants to use his whole body, not just a select few. He doesn't just want to use priests, he wants to use all people, and he's poured out his spirit upon all people. Let me ask you this morning, If the same message was given to 10 people and they had to deliver that message, but they couldn't write the message down, what would you expect to occur? You would probably expect 10 paraphrases of the message that was given. Would the sense of the message be intact? Yeah, I think it would. I think it would still be intact. But the message would be reflected through the character and temperament of the messenger. So if you've got a talkative messenger then that person's going to use many words to explain the message. If you've got somebody with a very caring pastoral heart then they would use gentle and pastoral words in sharing the message. If you have a very straightforward simple messenger you're going to get a very straightforward and simple message. Now the point I'm trying to make here this morning is that the importance isn't in the exact words that are used the important isn't in the order of the words so that's exactly the same for each messenger what's important is the message that the message is conveyed why am i saying that i'm saying that because each one of us as part of jesus's body we communicate in different ways but we can all communicate And the point here this morning is that Jesus can speak through each one of us. He will communicate in a very different way, but He will give us a message and He will communicate that through us. And so we each have the ability to speak. You know, so often over the years, I've seen in church life, not at Hope Church, but in general church life, which includes us, that we get hung up about the exact order of words, that if God wants to speak to me, I've got to get the words right. No, it's not about the words, it's about the message. Now, I know the words build the message, but we each have a large enough vocabulary that we can communicate what we want to communicate. I mean, every day we are giving messages to people, every day in our workplace, with our family, with our friends, every single day we are imparting truth, knowledge, uh, understanding to other people. And I want to lay the foundation this morning that as the priesthood of all believers, that God doesn't just use me, but God can also use you to convey his message to the people. And I would argue that it's so powerful when lots of people are beginning to say the same thing because God has given the same message. Now, we live in a period of history where the Holy Spirit dwells in a believer. We are post-Pentecost, which means that the Holy Spirit has been poured out. And it also means that if the Holy Spirit lives in us, he can use any part of our being to communicate to us. Very often when I talk with people, They're fixated on an audible voice. Let me tell you, if you were to do a survey of Christendom, you would find through the last 2,000 years that the audible voice of God is far less than people make it out to be. We, we often restrict it and say, when somebody says, well, God said to me, we sometimes assume it means that they heard the voice of God. Let me tell you, that is not what it necessarily means. When they say God spoke to me, they mean that God brought a message that they knew was from God, but that didn't have to be an audible voice. Let, let me take that further. Why do we restrict God speaking to our ears only? Why is the only thing that the Holy Spirit can use to speak to us got to be our ears? Um, Why can he not put a thought in my mind? Why can't he use my feelings or my intuition? Why can't he use other parts of my body to communicate to me? Let me give you an example. I I didn't understand this years ago, Uh, but I remember I I learned this when I was leading a meeting. This was in India. I was leading a meeting. And while I was in the meeting um, and we were just worshipping God together, all of a sudden my right knee began to hurt. And boy, did it hurt. I didn't know where the pain came from. I didn't know why the pain was there, but it really hurt. I could describe the pain extremely uh, clearly in a detailed way because it was so excruciating. And, and I was there thinking, what's this? Is an attack of the devil. And I was rebuking it and saying, go be healed. And nothing was happening. And, and all of a sudden I had this sense, hey, dummy, there is somebody in this meeting with this exact pain. Describe it and they will be healed. And so God spoke to me through a part of my body. Let me tell you, a lot of people with a healing gift, that's how it works. They sense a pain or they get a pain in a part of their body and they say, is there somebody here who's got a pain in their knee or in their kidney? And how can they describe it so well? Because they're experiencing it. And the person who is listening thinks, wow, he's describing exactly what I am feeling. This must be God. And you begin to see how God communicates through us and wants to communicate through us, not just through our ears, but our whole being. After all, if we we look at the Old Testament, God even used a donkey to speak to someone. Now, it's really important in this area of God speaking to us and using us that we are willing and open to be used by God. God doesn't force this upon us. It's something that he gives to us, but there needs to be a willingness for us to do that. We're, We're going to create a place where we can practice and learn to hear God together. Now, last week, that's what happened. We had about five or six people who came forward and just shared of what they sensed God was saying or a testimony. And it was great because out of it came an encouragement from God. It wasn't a platform led thing. It was a body of Christ led thing. And I'm really encouraged by that. And that's kind of how I feel God is going to take us forward, not just me speaking or the leadership speaking or a few that we think are gifted, but the whole body having an opportunity to share what God gives it to share. And I believe through that the Holy Spirit will lead us. I believe he will guide us and I believe that he will encourage and strengthen us and we will see a much greater sense of God's presence in our meetings. Now, there are a few suggestions here because it can get a bit messy, which I don't mind. What are the suggestions I make when we come together and do this? Well, unless you're 110% sure, and even then, don't use the phrase, thus saith the Lord. It's an Old Testament model, and it doesn't really apply in the New Testament. Why? Because in the Old Testament, God usually called uh, a person out on his own to be a prophet. He lived in the desert or somewhere else, or he lived in the community, but he was the sole voice of God. Now, in the New Testament, Christ's body is his whole church, not just a person here or there. We are there together, and therefore, God has distributed his gifts amongst the body, and so we need to hear more voices, not just one. The second thing is that if we say, thus saith the Lord, we don't give people many options. You know, if somebody comes to me and says, Simon, God said to me, you should do X. If I don't do X, then I'm disobeying God. And I think that can become very manipulative. That's why I don't encourage us to say, thus saith the Lord. Not unless you have really had an audible voice or you've had God visit you and say, this is what I want you to communicate. Then you can say, you know, this is what God said to me. But let's remember, the scripture says, that we prophesy in part that we hear things in part and very often we need to hear two or three prophets speak so that we get the full picture of the puzzle you know if you think of a puzzle piece if you put one piece on the table you really don't understand what that puzzle is going to create but once you get more pieces in you start with the corners once it fills in you begin to see the whole picture and that's how God operates through his spiritual gifts Now what we're beginning to try and do is hear God together. Now something that is really clear is that when we share together everything needs validating. What does that mean? It means it needs to be tested. Is it biblical? Because sometimes we get it wrong and and let me tell you getting it wrong is not a problem. That's how we learn. We make mistakes, we course correct and then we move forward. So what we're saying is that when we come together that we will listen and hear what God is saying and that will build a picture of what God is saying through us. 1 Thessalonians 5 uh, and verse um, 21 says test everything that is said and hold on to what is good. And so we need to test everything that we hear. And so what I'm saying is we're going to have an amazing opportunity to practice and learn together. Now, Why is this so important? Well, it's important for a number of reasons. Firstly, if when I'm in a secure environment with other believers, and I sense God might be saying something, and I share it, and then somebody somebody else says, well, I had the same thing, and somebody else says, well, I had something similar, I come out thinking, you know, God spoke to me, and so that encourages me. But as I do that over time, when I'm then talking to my neighbour over the garden fence, and God gives me that same sense, I will know it's God. Why? Because I've practised it first in a safe place where it's been validated. And so I think for us to communicate more effectively to the world around us, doing this together as a group of believers will be so, so powerful. How do we do that? Well, we simply do that by opening our mouths by saying, you know, I'm gonna share what I hear, what I sense and what I feel. You know, last week we had people share testimony, we had people share scripture, we had people share what they sense God was saying, and it all built an encouraging picture. And we were all encouraged. I had words afterwards from people who'd been there, said we felt a sense of God's presence, there seemed to be a new freedom, um, I was encouraged by what was said. And so, you know, I want to encourage you begin to seek and say, Lord, would you use me? Remember, I said it before, 1 Corinthians 13, 9 says, our knowledge is partial and incomplete. And even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture, which is why we need each one. And and when we share things in that context, some things will fade, uh, some things will come to the front, Some things will be significant for a few. Some things will be significant for the whole congregation. Uh, We just need to learn to share those things and leave it with God. The other thing as well is that if you're anything like me, when I feel God is saying something, I want to understand its complete meaning before I share it. But God has taught me over the years not to do that because he gives me a part. And the thing is, if he gives me a part, then I can't understand the whole without the other parts being shared. And so we only share what we sense God is saying. If it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. But it will make sense as as other people share their bit and the bits of the puzzle begin to come together. And so we want to create a space where people who follow Jesus can do that. Now, that doesn't mean that when you come, you're expected to do that, but it means that there is an opportunity for you to do that. It means that if you feel or sense God is saying something, there is the freedom and opportunity for you to share it to us as a church. Now, I I honestly think God is going to speak through us. I believe he's going to lead us and guide us. You know, Philippians 4.13 says, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. You know, we can do everything. You know, in Jesus Christ, we can do all things. He supplies the grace and we supply the action. That's how he works through us. We can do all things. And as we believe that, as we believe that God can use me, that the God, you know, God can use you. God wants to use you to communicate to other people. You are his voice, not audible voice. Your life is a testimony and a witness to those around you. Christ supplies and we do the action. And let me tell you, the voice of God when he speaks is just so powerful. If we looked at Psalm 29 as an example, it talks about God's voice and it says, the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord splits the mighty cedars. The voice of the Lord strikes with bolts of lightning. The voice of the Lord makes the barren wilderness quake. You know, when God speaks, people listen. When God says something, you know that you know that you know that this is the truth. And we are looking to be a people that is awash and in a flow of God speaking to us. Now, the overarching principle of all that I've shared is we are looking to build one another up. I don't know about you, but I need building up. And so whenever we're unsure about whether we should share something, we can ask ourselves a simple question. Is this going to build up and encourage the people who are listening? If it is, then share it. That's the most powerful thing that we can do. And we're looking for, when we get together, we're looking to encourage people to share four things. Firstly is Thanksgiving. There'll be a microphone there. You want to come and you want to share thanks to God, then do that. There's going to be space for testimony. Now, Because of time, we're not looking for a 10, 20-minute testimony or a 10, 20-minute Thanksgiving. We are looking at things that are short and sharp so that people can grab a hold of it and praise God with you we're also having space there for what you sense God might be saying. You might just come up and say, you know, I sense God is just saying that we need to do this or that, or I sense that God is saying X to us and and we do that. And obviously it's also going to be a place for spiritual gifts, for speaking in other languages and interpreting, for gifts of healing, for gifts of miracles, all the gifts that God has given, the space will be there that we can exercise those gifts. And the fourth thing is going to be prayer, that there will be space there for the people of God to pray. Now, when we pray, the prayer shouldn't just be about me and my little life. The prayer should be a corporate prayer, should be a prayer that includes all the people of God. We have our prayer closet where we pray for ourselves and the world around us. But we have a corporate prayer meeting or a corporate place to pray where we bring the requests that really impact everyone and so that's today's message god wants to use you god believes that his body is so good that he's given it lots of gifts and that those gifts will impact the world around them and we are making space at hope church every sunday when we gather together for those gifts to be in operation. You know, last week was such a great time and a great blessing. You know, I was looking forward to it and I was not disappointed. And I know that these Sundays that we meet together, I am looking forward to them because I know God will speak. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you because you are good and what you do is good. And Father, I pray that you would encourage your people. I pray that they would know that you love them, that you care for them, and that you speak to and through them, and that they would know the hand of God upon them. And Father, I pray, would you use us as we gather together? Would it be a time where the whole body comes together in a flow of a moving of the Holy Spirit? In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. Have a really great day.